Um, since this is our first episode, we want to tell you a little bit about ourselves. So, Rafat, can you start? Start us off. Hmm. Well, first you, you will know me. People literally know me as the guy behind the camera, filmmaker. That's the like I create a lot of videos. I'm a filmmaker myself. Been doing it for three years and. Also, I'm Matt Puth. I'm part of the social justice group this year. Been here for like two years and it's an awesome job. Trust me, we, d we don't come here for the money, we come here for the fun. Shoot, yep. he ain't lying. Handing it to Lalia, you take it over. <laughs> um, I'm gonna just piggyback on what Rafat said. Um, I am a student. We've, I've been here, it's my first year here. I usually do, you're supposed to do like the summer program and then the school year, but I came in during the school year. I really do like this job. It's not like a job. It's really, it's like a lounge, bro. A lounge. <laughs> Literally, it's like a lounge. Oh, so what are some of the things we do here? No worries, we can edit it, so. Keep it in. Okay. <laughs> it's like no one had the time to edit it out. Like, You're like, yeah, listen, this is a podcast on a budget. Welcome to episode one. Um, Jinx, knock on wood. <laughs> um, well, some of the things we do here, we talk about social justice, um, the things that go around here, but also we try to make it um, more food oriented because we do work to care. I use that, I use air quotation marks, um, food apartheid. Rafa, you want to tell us what a food apartheid is? Um, basically, a lot of people know this as a place where you don't have much access to good, natural, affordable food or there's obstacles in your way in getting that food. So that place is considered as a food desert or a food appetite. We prefer the word food appetite because food desert doesn't sound good to me. It sounds neat. It sounds like it's it natural. It doesn't cut it. Right. Are you not Sick. cutting it? Um, so not passing the, vibe the apartheid part of that, though, is really kind of gearing to the fact that um, everything that's happening regarding food um, has been intentional and has racial um, implications to it. Um, so that's where the apartheid part of it comes in. Um, so when we look at the food system, we're looking at a system that was made for people that are white with a little bit of money. Mm -hmm. And if you don't fit that category, the food system wasn't made for you. So, Oh, I guess I should talk about myself. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> I guess I totally right, just kind of right. uh, missed the mark on that. But I'm Nina. I'm the Youth Education Director at MAP. I've been here since I was a youth myself, like 15 or 16. It was my first job. My mom was like, girl, get out the house. And I was like, okay. Okay. <laughs> but what am I going to do? I just want to be a race car driver, which what? I don't know how I got here. I really what? did want to be a race car driver. Yeah, I thought that was like, it. I was about to, yeah. I could actually see you driving a You know, she comes out the car with a little helmet <laughs> in her hand. Listen, listen, listen. I Nina do be driving fast. <laughs> Nina has a car, which is, which is comparatively average, but once you punch the gas, the car is not going fast, but it feels like yeah. it's going on like 80 miles per hour or something yeah. like that, but yeah. Don't, shh, shh, don't be exposing oh, to the people. No, 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 no. They don't think I'm speeding with the youth. Cut the cameras, cut the cameras. Um, but yeah, so uh, when I was 15, I came in, it was my first job. And you know, I think I kind of have, a, even though it was so many years ago, kind of mm -hmm. had this expectation of 
nothing. Like I didn't expect anything. So to come out at the other end and realize that there's a whole problem and so many injustices in the world and there's actually things that we can do to change that, um, really like shifted my whole perspective on what I wanted to do with the rest of my life and led me to be here with y'all today. So. Mm -hmm. well, I also like to add to the audience so that they're clear. So Nina is the youth educator here. So we are the MAP youth, Lilia and me. Uh, myself, Rifa, are the MAP youth. So Nina was the MAP youth here and she graduated <laughs> from college and came back to MAP. Yeah, I never left. <laughs> they, couldn't, they couldn't get rid of me. They tried. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be back. I'm, I'm back. Um, but yeah, and also the able team leader. So literally never left. Mm -hmm. Like youth, um, specialist. What's after specialist? Able team leader, um, and then youth education director. So yeah, yeah, that's a little bit about us. So I think maybe we should talk a bit about why we do the work we do here. What What's the point of MAP? Why do we exist? What's the tea, y'all? Mm -hmm. I feel like Rafa and I probably touched on that a little bit, where it's more of mm -hmm. like trying to um, break up or destroy, for lack of better words, the food apartheid. So we have like a mobile market, and we go out and we try to send places that are like isolated, quote unquote, from locally or cultu culturally um, significant foods. So yeah, we also do education, a lot of education where it's more of like, I feel like ignorance is bliss, and once you kind of break the ignorance, you can teach. And teaching is something that you can pass down, or education that you can pass down to other people so we can prevent it. Mm-hmm, and I couldn't agree more. I mean, honestly, the, the magical part about MAP, or the main thing about MAP is the mobile market in a way, and I'm, and I'm actually impressed. I was actually impressed just seeing how the process goes along, and. It makes sense. You go to places where food prices are high, where you cannot get fresh, affordable food. So you bring the whole market there with the mobile market and set up the market there and voila, problem solved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, problem solved, problem solved. But it's, it sounds easy, right? It but sounds it, easy, but it's, um, it goes a lot. I think um, Diane, uh, Diane who's the Market coordinator, Danielle. Sorry, okay. So, Danielle, who is the market coordinator, is probably the one who works the hardest in, in, in MAP. I mean, respect in respect to everyone who works here, but she has a lot of responsibility just because that's where all the main money comes for MAP in a way. I think so, might be wrong, but yeah, and I'd be still like kimchi. Then I gotta find him. Like, here's my card. <laughs> Here, take it. Speaking yeah, of the market, uh, the market is three to six on Thursdays. Isn't 387 it also on Massachusetts Avenue. So if you wanna come on down to here, that's where we are stationary. But then again, we do have a mobile market um, and we go to various places around Buffalo um, where we're needed. Did more so. Um, yeah, we also have, who else, who else do we have? We got a kitchen. We got Katie. We got a farm. We got chickens. We got chickens, oh, we do have chickens. Yep. We do have chickens. We have about 20, um, some chickens um, that are very happy. They give us like 15 eggs a day. They are wild, they are crazy. Like, I'm like, y'all calm down. Like, like, we don't need this much <laughs> egg. Like, but they're over there just like, egg, 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 egg. egg, egg, egg. egg. You, know. you gonna have these so eggs. <laughs> Literally. And, and another thing about this job is that 
this place is actually like this farmhouse that map has is actually like awesome like one of the best places to just work in a way and because other jobs that I have compared to like maybe Tim Hortons or fast food restaurants where you just have a crumb space and stuff like that here you actually have an office and stuff so that you work together and the environment is like clean mm -hmm. and it's like big in a way and then again it feels more like you're here for fun not for the job but then again yeah. Well, you can definitely tell you you guys are new map uh, building guys listen, <laughs> because I, that old I, building. Listen. Let me tell you something. Oh, um, it was nothing like that. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, we are very grateful to have the space we have, and it does allow us to do a lot more, especially in our kitchen, being able to rent it out. Um, I think right now at our market, we even have um, some guys doing juice down there, which is awesome. Um, we have people doing pastries mwah, that are delicious. Uh, we have um, some people doing cakes. Yeah, I think we have like three people. Oh, we have Horseshoe Farms doing um, dinners on to pick up for MAP too. So it really did allow us to expand um, and go into other avenues. And um, also work with other people too. Yeah, and work with other people, which is very important because mm -hmm. I mean, to have a space like that just allows you to grow your own interpersonal business as well. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I really like that, especially because like, there's some things that go on in Buffalo that we don't really know about. I remember mm -hmm. Kate, I was talking to Katie about it, and she was like, Buffalo's a really comfortable place, and I kind of see it now where she was like, you can really comfortably settle down or have a family here mm -hmm. because you have like all these other businesses that you can buy local, and you feel good about what you're doing. Mm -hmm. It's not like you're just going to spy just to spy. But it's like, you know, your money's going back into the community. Yeah, exactly. And that's, and that's so important because if your money's not going back to the community, um, where is it going? Right. right? It's um, going to white. I'm kidding. Cut that out. Cut the cameras. Cut the cameras. Was, oh, that's a bird sound. Oh, I was just a bird. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think you guys made some great points. And, and also to kind of bring it back to just food apartheid i know we kind of we touched on it definitely um but we didn't really talk about the many different facets that it takes in in and kind of how it's connected to so many other things i mean mm -hmm. it's not just food we're talking about um environment people's, we're talking about the environment we're talking about people's safety School. um we're talking about their education we're talking about their livelihood. Others have livelihoods. Yeah, definitely. Basically, the whole circle of life, because food is such an important part of the system. It's kind of like mm -hmm. a center. It's just like where you come together to gather. It's where you come together to eat. Mm -hmm. It's a place of like. You, you know? would think it is the center, but you know what? Uh, the high class society or the government does not put food in the center. Oh, that's very true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It is kept as another priority, like something less than compared to you know maybe the economy or the. Um, not the economy. Maybe the government itself is in the center. Okay. At the moment, uh, in this, what is this economy called? It's called ex a capitalism. No, 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 no. Democracy. Uh, instead of a regenerative. Economy, oh, extractive. Extractive, extractive economy. economy. Look at yeah. you bring it back to the lessons. Mm -hmm. Okay. Per, yeah. he said he paid the attention. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah, I'm smart. No, I'm kidding. He said, write my check. Yeah. Bring me them scholarships <laughs> now. Can I? <laughs> he said, why? This isn't a joke. <laughs> like, for, for real. real. <laughs> Here's my email. 
But yeah, uh, would you like to like, explain to the audience what the exaggerative extractive. extractive economy is compared to compared regenerative? Compared to regenerative, right. So extractive, when we think of the word extract, extract, right, you're taking from, right? So if you have an economy that's just taking and taking and taking, where is it being replenished? Mm -hmm. Eventually, you run out. You run out of resources. And if you run out of resources, what are the people left to kind of deal with life um, and be able to thrive? They, they can't because you took so much that there's none left. Regenerative, regenerative. You got it, um, thank you so much. Thanks for the support. Oh um, economy is the opposite, where you are regenerating, you are bringing back in. So if you're able to keep replenishing yourself and keep being sustainable in that regard, you can exist forever. Um, right now, we have an extractive economy. We take, we take, and pretty soon we won't have anything to take. Um, and we won't be able to obtain our livelihoods, um, or let alone our, our, lifestyles. Let alone our lifestyles. Um, and the next generation, the generation after that, and the generation of that won't have anything to go back to. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, it doesn't even end there. You said take, 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 but you know what's the worst part? Is that the 1% owns the 99% in a way. You, mm -hmm, know? Mm -hmm. you, you know, what are you going to do with the 1,000 pillows if you only use one pillow? Right. That's, that's the current situation yeah. at the moment. I know, that was stuck with you. I remember when we talked about that. Like, you can only have so many pillows from one head. Um, so if you have a million of those, you literally have this access for for nothing. Me who happily sleeps with seven pillows. I'm like, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. They got one in between your legs and one on your ankles. You got to hit like your pressure points. Girl, what? Yeah, <laughs> you know, I was watching a video on? and they were like, you're supposed to keep one underneath your knees. Another one, like, if you sleep like this, you get one on your knees, on your ankles, and on your head. So I'll be keeping them. That's like three I right things. I want to watch that video. I'm like, what the I'll hell send are it you to talking? You. I'll send it to you right now. I actually got it saved. <laughs> you um, telling me I need more pillows? Like, wait. Yeah. This, this is the this our metaphor. This is, like, <laughs> this is messing is up this, our metaphor. It's the long cylindrical pillow. Yeah, I have one. I'll, I'll send you my. The, uh, maybe, of course you do. You got the pillow. I'll bite your ankles right now. Ooh. I use uh, another pillow it if it's like too, <laughs> <in a laughs> too much sunset. Like too, mm -hmm. sunset, sorry, sunlight. And I'm like, I need another pillow to cover my hands. I'll send, I'll send you. This is a video of me sleeping on my pillow. I used to not use pillows and people thought I was weird. Wait, what? Yeah. What's wrong with that? <laughs> I would airdrop it too, but that's a little weird. Okay. okay. Thank you. Surprisingly, I could hear that. I know, right? We got the good mics. For just twenty dollars, you. <laughs> Hello. You also can. No, yeah. stop, stop, girl. They gotta pay us. They gotta pay us for the promo. Ten dollars if used. Yeah, you want to get this one. If you want to take the risk, take it. Yeah, oh, wait, you, you can return it on Amazon. <laughs> oh, speaking of Amazon, an extractive economy. <laughs> Look at that segue. Um, actually, I have nothing to say. <laughs> but Amazon does it plays a huge role into the extractive economy. Um, Especially with the shares. Is what, say it again? Especially with the shares of what it's getting. It's just like, um, first of all, let's talk about the price control. Mm -hmm. Because like a lot of times YouTubers will say, oh, they'll give like a shout out to something. Or like they'll say where they got it from. And then you go there and it's like, they said it was like $30. And then there's no price control. So it's like the um, the buyers can like rack up their prices on like an unreasonable amount mm. of money. And because they know that they've gotten a shout out from a big person or a big YouTuber, which kind of ties them back to social media, 
it's like they can bring it up so high, especially during um, the holidays where it's when you're exchanging gifts. It's like they will they will drop down the gifts, and it got to a point if on Amazon, if you buy a gift and they lower the price 30 days, you can get a refund, or they'll change they'll pay for the difference because they don't have no quality or price control, and it's real. It kind of shows the mentality where it's like I'm really greedy and I want all the money, and it's mm -hmm. like if you're gonna promote me, I'm gonna take more and not give back. Mm -hmm. It also like uh, another example of how Walmart. Uh, took over those small groceries in a way. Mm -hmm. in a way. Mm -hmm. Wherever Walmart is, there's like no small groceries nearby mm -hmm. in a way. Just because you have much more lower prices. Yeah. Well, they can't, they literally can't compete. Mm -hmm. right. That's the thing. They're like mm -hmm. big and stuff like that. So then again, so how do you solve this problem? Honestly, at, at the top of my head, I don't know how do you solve this problem because Walmart comes with such advantages mm -hmm. for the economy at the present situation. Maybe long term, no, but at the present situation, I would actually go to Walmart and buy that in a way. I feel like a lot of times, more often than not, Walmart's out of my way. You know, I feel like if you think about like where we're at right now, mm -hmm. the next Walmart, like you have to go to like Chitwag or like the North mm -hmm. Towns or like the South well, Towns. Huge. That's mm -hmm. what I'm saying, and it's just like at that point, it's like okay, I might I rather shop local, but it's just like mm -hmm. even the small Walmart centers got closed down, which is like all there's all that there's left is the super centers. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it kind of feeds into what you're saying. I think that's very interesting. So all the things that we are, that are in our price range, right, are things that are supporting a very extractive economy and kind of almost monopolizing that space where other businesses can't thrive. Mm -hmm. So even if we are conscious about this um, and we do want to make a change, our options are, are few and far in between, especially if you don't have the access to get to there, if you don't have a mode of transportation, um, if you, for whatever, you physically, like you can't get there, um, then you kind of, you're left to yeah, just, just kind of hang in the right. yeah, you're left. And th we find this like just being kind of left to your own defenses in almost every um, aspect of our economy as it stands. So what do we do about it? What do we do? That's um, a good question, right? I know. Um, I think the first step is to ask that question. So if the problem is that in our current economy, the things that we are using or the places that we are buying from are in a way that is extracting and not regenerating, maybe the problem isn't the business, it's the economy itself. Mm -hmm. So when you take that aspect of it, where do you think we could go in a direction that would kind of mitigate that? I feel like we kind of talked about before how education is bliss. Mm -hmm. It was just like, if I don't know that, it's just like, I was like, okay. Cause like before I would happily mindlessly shop and I'd be like, mm -hmm. okay. Cause like convenience is really a big part, especially in the American lifestyle. Convenience is kind of like a sort of luxury and we're all trying to prove our way of luxury. Like I can conveniently do this and that because it's, um, it's not a hassle to me to do that. Um, so if we can educate ourselves to know that, hey, this is actually badass. But I feel like recently minimalism and zero waste has like blown up, especially mm -hmm. on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And it's like, just that, like, just me watching that one video. So like, Shout okay. out to Matt Diavella. <laughs> We're not getting paid. <laughs> so I'm like, not getting paid. You're not doing right, that. Right. That's why we didn't shout out the mic first. It was like, like, you know. But, no, um, but shout out them though. <laughs> um, the little. What am I saying? Yeah, where it's just like, okay, you know what? A lot of single-use products is like, okay, I don't really need it. 
I remember I, I saw like a video and it's just like on in Japan they have like mm -hmm. this little like packet and it has like ketchup and cheese at the same time ketchup and mustard and it's like oh that's really convenient but it's like that's like if you're produ if you're mass producing that mm -hmm. it's like imagine how much single use plastic it's like the small little plastic that takes so long to degrade mm -hmm. um degrade deteriorate <laughs> we, we're picking yeah. up what you're putting down yeah, yeah you, okay i hope you. so because like girl <laughs> it's all right but yeah and it's just like and it's like it's small enough for like a um a marine life could eat that and it's just like for five, 15 seconds mm -hmm. like we literally we literally could have just used a glass bottle of ketchup or some sort that we could mm -hmm. refill later so i feel like if we can really just educate ourselves on that where it's just like yeah. if we can just start there i feel like that makes a big difference and see yeah even if we start small, it does actually make a big difference just I because. Um, so I work at Tim Hortons. Um, I'm going to go back to why I'm w mentioning that, but I work at Tim Hortons and it's a coffee shop where you offer coffees and stuff like that. Even though we have creamers and stuff like that, when you want cream on the side, we give it to you in small plastic cups, which are like sealed up and stuff like that. Um, if you want cream on the side. But then again, I went to this, um, this, Daily Planet Coffee for a meeting today, and they they have like a whole a whole jug of creamer that you could use, right? And just, and just pour as much as you want in from and it. And it's like it's much easier. It's like like and it's not that hard to change it. it. Literally, it's like the small things that can also make a big impact because it's just like instead of constantly having to ref um and constantly having to buy more mm -hmm. coffee creamers, you could just get a refill and they call it a day. So it's just like especially and there's things that you didn't think that were reusable like um tea like little tea packets mm -hmm. you can get a reusable and you can just get the herbs and a lot of times it's cheaper too because mm -hmm. you're paying for packaging it's mm -hmm. like i'm paying for something that's gonna <laughs> i'm gonna throw away it's stupid so yeah i think even um buying in bulk um and a lot of like even how people get their rice right you get it in a bag um if you only get a little bit and then you just you know whatever but you can bring a glass jar and fill up rice in your glass jar and keep using it i mean there's the a lot of little thing. things you right. can do but here's the other thing so why do they think they that people tell you that it's more so i'm not saying that in the way i want to say it that did not come out clean and cute mm -hmm. but um they're putting the pressure on you as an individual to make the change when really we need to be putting the pressure on the corporations mm -hmm. that are making the plastic, that are packaging up the food in this way, and that are putting all of this pollutants out into the atmosphere. Because it's, it's really the reason that we're so bad is because they're so bad, right? So, um, and it is a little bit tactful for them to be like, hey, you, you're doing too much you're using too much of this or you're doing too much of this because when you do that, you take the pressure off of them and they can keep doing what they're doing. Mm -hmm. So I will say that. That yeah, the pressure um, is not put on in an ideal, enough. Sorry if I cut Go you ahead. off, but in an ideal situation, um, you would have an individual or a customer complain about the corporation and they would kind of handle it, but you know that's not true. Mm -hmm. But then again, I'd also like to point out that the greatest change or the greatest positive impact that that we humans had with our community or our organization or the economy is when we change the systems. When we bring the change to the system, that's the greatest positive impact that we have towards our goal compared to other, um, you know, just knowing about the problem or mm -hmm. individually trying to solve the problem in a way instead of compared to changing the system in a way. Yeah, I mean, this systemic um, racism is just that it's systemic. Um, 
environmental degradation is systemic. I mean, all of these things are systemic things, which is why they keep happening. If they mm -hmm. weren't systemic, um, it would be kind of like a one and done deal. Um, but in order to fight these systems, we part of it is number one, education, which is going back to what you said before. If people know that there's a problem, they are more will, willing or likely to do something to change it. And right now, not enough people know about these problems, not enough people um, know that there is something that can be done, and because of that, they're complacent. So I think that even kind of goes back to why we have this podcast and why we just decided, hey, it's time for us um, as an organization that is works deeply with our community, that's working on food apartheid um, and the injustices and all the injustice within the food system, particularly for um, BIPOC individuals, black, indigenous, people of color, for those who don't know, mm -hmm. um, is that Number one, you're getting the youth perspective, which is not told enough. Number two, um, you're getting the perspective of people that are doing some of this work. And then number three, um, hopefully, fingers crossed, that by knowing something, you can also do something as well. Or be interested in finding out other ways. Um, and then if not, at least you know. <laughs> right. Um, so, uh, so uh, yeah. And uh, what I would like to add to this is that um, we don't know how this podcast will turn out. So Amen. What, we're, what, 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 what we hope to achieve when we start this podcast is that this is a journey and we're just, start, we're just starting this journey. We don't know where we will end, but if you want to see us grow, feel free to join RNL. Yeah, we'd love to have I'll you throw. come along. Um, and outro. with that... We'll see you next time. Thank you. Bye. One clock out. Yeah, you can go ahead and clock out for me. <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you guys tune in every Friday for a new podcast. Bye. Bye. Bye.